The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. O Lord, may your word only be spoken, and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Amen. I wonder how many of us have recently given any thought to the names that each of us bears and whether or not we have felt that name to be a blessing. I know I've been long self-conscious about my surname, Clement. When my mother remarried when I was about six, I found myself the only one living in a household of five with the last name of Clement. And there, of course, were the questions that uh, elementary school age children are not too bashful to ask. You know, why is your last name different than your mom's? And then there was uh, the aspect of this name uh, that meant I had to spell it out constantly. That's with a K, not a C. And that's K-L-I, not an E-M-E-N-T. No N, uh, no S on the end. Like Clemens, not like Samuel Langhorn Clemens. And it's pronounced Clement, not Clement, not Clement. I'm sure that my father's forebears in Prague didn't have to make such regular clarifications on the pronunciation of his name. I think it's sort of like Smith there, so I'm told. It's a bit different now. The name I have, my last name, is one that I've chosen. The behemoth name I have now is one I chose. When Jamie and I were married, um, we thought, you know, we ought to do something with our names. If, if we're going to be a new creation, if in marriage we become a new creation in some way, which we believe, well, then our names ought to reflect that somehow. So we combined our names in the way that you see them, see it printed out in your bulletin, each of us having the same compound name. Now, we sort of joked about this, and uh, we consoled ourselves by noting that British aristocracy have been known to hyphenate, so it's very um, regal in that regard. Even the Spanish aristocracy, I'm told, sometimes hyphenate. Um, but it still has its complications. Um, I still have to spell it out for people often. Um, I have to sound it out sometimes. Um, it takes a long time to write. My signature has become more and more illegible as time has gone on. 
And um, there's also the problem of children. If our children decide to marry, they're just going to have to figure it out. <laughs> just like we did. So names, uh, and indeed blessings, uh, can be complicated. And they can be powerful. I think they're far-reaching, our names are, and the blessings that uh, we may feel or not feel that go along with them. Uh, they're life-giving, often. Uh, they give hope. Uh, they, have, they hold promise, I think, lots of promise, as well as responsibility. And in Scripture, we see this uh, right from the beginning. In the book of Genesis, um, God starts by naming creation, and naming in Scripture signifies power, great power. So God starts it all by naming creation, but then God watches as the first human gets to name the animals, and thereby having power over them. Naming in Scripture also coincides with a change in status, a change that often entails some kind of a blessing. You'll recall uh, in the book of Genesis that Abram and Sarai become Abraham and Sarah. And in that change is encapsulated their change in status from a humble, obscure Hebrew couple that becomes the progenitors of offspring as numerous as stars in the sky. That is the promise that they are given as God uses them in the plan of salvation. Or we may remember Simon becoming Peter. Simon going from a fearful Jewish fisherman to becoming the rock. Peter means rock. He becomes the rock of this new movement that has Jesus at its center. Or we remember Saul, who becomes Paul. Saul the Pharisee becomes Paul, the Roman citizen. He goes from being a persecutor of Christians to being apostle to the Gentiles throughout the known Western world at that time. So names mean something in a change of status. They also have meaning in and of themselves, totally apart from any change in status. We may remember that Isaac, the precious son, the second son of Abraham, first son of Sarah, but their son together, Isaac means laughter because it was laughable that Sarah should have a child when she was a hundred. And so, the child was named Laughter. Or Samuel, the prophet Samuel, meaning heard by God or heard of God, was an appropriate name for the figure who really brokered the change between Israel as a ragtag collection of tribes with judges and stuff kind of loosely hung together, from that to a monarchy with a king. Samuel was the pivot in that transformation. So close was he to God and heard of God. Those of us here this morning who are parents probably remember the excitement and the, and the sense of weightiness that came with choosing names for our children. Why did we name them? 
as we did? Whom were we honoring? What hopes did these names lay upon them? What weight of expectation were upon them? What cultural trends were we unwittingly a part of? I thought Sam, Jamie and I thought Sam was such a unique name. It turned out that our generation had all named their son Sam. We had no idea. Could we have named the blessings that we wanted for them as we named them? Could we have imagined the blessings as well as the heartaches we ourselves had in store as we named them? Could we have imagined the blessing they would be to all whom they would encounter, to all whom they will still encounter, the contributions they have made and will make to the world that we've brought them into? And what hopes and dreams did our parents have for us? We may not all be parents, but we are all children. What hopes and dreams did our parents have for us? When we were named, do we still carry those? Have we fulfilled them? We're done even better. Do we feel maybe we haven't lived up to them? I wonder how Mary and Joseph felt as they awaited the arrival of their child. And then prepared for the naming rituals, which we hear briefly about this morning in the gospel. I wonder how they felt knowing, as it seems, they had some inkling, knowing that they were part of something much, much larger than they could possibly imagine. Our names are important. And the hopes and dreams and blessings that they embody for our parents and for others and for ourselves, they are important. The family hopes and traditions that go with our names, they are important aspects of the incarnation, which we celebrate in this season of Christmas. We remember that God took on all aspects of life in the flesh, including names. As the third century theologian Tertullian puts it, the body, the incarnation, is the hinge of salvation. Without it, there is not salvation, as we understand it in our faith. And Mary pondered all that was happening to her in her heart, right here, the seat of her being, the way the Hebrews would have understood it, not in her mind or in her spirit or in her soul, but right here in her heart in her body. So our names are important, but, but, however, over all of this is God's name and God's blessing. God's name and God's blessing transcends our names and even our parents' fondest hopes and blessings for us. For it is God's name that saves us, not our own. Jesus, or Joshua, as it would have been in the Hebrew, Mary and Joseph would have called him Joshua. 
Joshua means he saves. He saves. God saves. And it is God's name that blesses. God's name that blesses. We are given an amazing blessing that Sarah read for us this morning. The blessing is this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall I put my name on you and I the Lord will bless you. Amen.